This is Betsy Jensen, and you are listening to Unstoppable Body and Mind, Episode 40, Beliefs. In this podcast, we learn to upgrade our brain and understand the power of our thoughts to heal and to create the results we want in our life. Become the person in control of your healing and make peace with your life. Become unstoppable, body and mind. Hello, my friends. If you are listening to this podcast and would like to watch it with video, be sure and check me out on Instagram or YouTube. It's Body and Mind Life Coach. So first of all, some updates about this podcast, Unstoppable Body and Mind. Things have been growing. It's been a good week, (laughs) another good week. Thank you to all of the listeners from Katrina Ubell's podcast that have joined. I'm now at 5,441 downloads. There were 3.3 thousand just in the last month. So as far as ratings and reviews, I'm still doing a drawing, a $100 Amazon gift card drawing. If you submit a rating or review, just do a screenshot, send it to me at info at bodyandmindlifecoach.com. You can also be submitted for the drawing by following me on Instagram, bodyandmindlifecoach. That drawing will take place November 15th. The details will be in the show notes. So right now I have even more ratings every week. You guys are awesome. Now I have 34 ratings and I wanted to read one of them to you from me, GPMD. I started listening to this podcast after Betsy was on Katrina Ubell's podcast and had to put the rest of my life on hold while I listened to every single episode. This should be required listening for all human beings. I highly recommend this podcast, especially if you tend towards perfectionism and or people-pleasing. Thank you. I loved that comment. I love that review. I love hearing from you guys. It's been awesome. So remember, each of those I read and I cherish. So go ahead and take some time if you would submit a rating and review. You can look for the details of how to do that in the show notes as well. So one last update because I just found this so amazing. Modern technology, internet. Okay, this podcast has been heard in lots of different countries now. The US and Canada, the UK, Australia, in the Ukraine. Hi, Marie. It's probably you. France, Hong Kong, New Zealand, Israel, Czech Republic, Denmark, Iceland, Slovenia, and Turkey. So, Anyway, the word is getting out. Thanks to everyone that's been listening and sharing the podcast. I've had a lot of great one-hour consults with people, free consults that I do, that you can sign up and speak to me personally about what's going on in your life and get some advice. I have only three spots left in my six-month intensive one-on-one coaching program. So if you're interested in finding out more about that, you're ready to make a commitment to yourself in your life, then please sign up for a consult call as soon as you can. Okay. I'm going to 
read a quote from Anne, who was someone that I did a consult with. And so we just spent 60 minutes together and she's been listening to my podcast. And what she said was, fortunately, I haven't had my brief flashes of pain since our meeting. I think it's passing quickly because you've convinced me it was coming from my mind. So that is a perfect segue into what we're talking about today, which is beliefs, because beliefs are so, so important in all aspects of our life, but especially in pain and how we manifest things in our body. So beliefs, let's define it. Beliefs are basically just thoughts we think over and over. Think about that. We have thoughts in our brain, sentences in our brain, the ones we think over and over and over again become our beliefs. And often they can feel so true to us. They just, it just feels like a fact. So it almost feels like something that you just know, or it just feels right. But what if it could just be that your brain is used to thinking it? So that feels normal to you. Now, if it is serving you, if it's a thought that's serving you, then, you know, you don't have to question it too much. But if it is a thought that is causing you some suffering, then you might want to question it. If you're believing people are going to hurt me, or I'm not worthy of love, or your body breaks down as you get older then maybe you want to question some of those kinds of beliefs. How do you know which beliefs to question? I would say check in with your body. Feel what your body is telling you. Byron Katie says that painful thoughts are thoughts that are in contrast to reality. So we cause ourselves suffering anytime we have thoughts in contrast to reality. That's what causes us pain. Now, sometimes you may want to feel painful thoughts. Like if somebody dies, you don't necessarily want to feel happy about that. So the reality was that they died and you could think different things about that. And it's okay if you want to feel sad about that or grieve that. But if you're fighting reality, thinking it shouldn't have happened, you could have done something differently any of those things that are in contrast to what happened in reality, those thoughts are only going to cause suffering. Sometimes we have painful thoughts about others. We have thoughts about things that are out of our control. And sometimes we have painful thoughts about ourselves. Whenever we are thinking something in contrast to reality, the pain is how we know that our thoughts are not serving us. And this can count for physical pain too. Nicole Sachs says, sometimes we feel things in our hearts and sometimes in our bodies, and it's all the same. So beliefs are something we think over and over. We can know if our beliefs are serving us by how our body is feeling. And sometimes stressful ways of thinking or emotions can show up as actual pain in our bodies because of having painful beliefs. If you're wondering more about how feelings can cause physical pain, I talk about neuroplastic pain in a lot of other episodes. 
But take for an example, someone whose back has been hurt with bending forward before. So the brain catches onto that pattern quite quickly. It's happened a couple of times, you've bent forward. And so the brain starts in this protective response to send the pain signals in advance. So although the person might actually not be bending as far down, the pain signals might trigger a little bit earlier and earlier. And then it gets to the point that sometimes even thinking about or talking about an activity like bending forward could result in the body feeling actual physical pain from the mind. And if you listen to my episode on the placebo effect, you'll learn how much the power of belief affects the body on a physiological level. Like the body will produce hormones or neurochemicals or divert blood flow based on what it believes will happen. So the brain can change its neurochemistry just based on expectation or beliefs. There was a study where people were told that the drugs they were going to take after radiation would likely make them nauseous. And 50% of the people reported feeling nauseous on the way to the hospital to get the treatment. Our brain is so efficient, it will create our results. And that occurs not only in every aspect of our life, like with weight loss, with making money, with relationships, but it also occurs in the body as well with pain and disease. So let's talk a little bit more about where beliefs come from, especially those core beliefs that really shape our lives. I often use the analogy of the brain as a computer. So if you imagine a little baby, then it has a little baby computer brain. And it comes with some programs already on it, mainly ones for survival and reflexes, but it's mainly in a receptive state. Up until age seven is sometimes called the programming years, where children are mostly in the alpha and theta brainwave cycles. Those are the same brain states a person is in during hypnosis or meditation. So these little brains from ages zero to seven are learning copying, building programs. And these beliefs that we form about ourselves during these years carry throughout our lives. We are programmed by society, by our parents, our family, our neighbors, the kids at school. And we start to believe things about how the world works and about ourselves based on these programs. And what we don't know in those years is that our parents are just people even though they're well-meaning, they can sometimes say something to a child that's incredibly hurtful. I actually know because I have a story like that with my daughter. She was probably seven or eight and had done a cute little drawing of the family. And I wanted to make a joke. Looking back, I wish I hadn't said anything, but I said, it looks like dad is wearing a dress. She did not think it was funny. She was so embarrassed and I tried to make light of it. I don't even remember, actually. I don't even remember how she reacted at the time. But a little while later, at a parent-teacher conference, the art teacher mentioned that Janie had really changed and was really critical of her art now and that how someone in the family had made fun of her. And the teacher said it was probably because of one of 
the brothers, she was like, it's probably not this one. He wouldn't be so cruel. And it wasn't until later when I talked to Janie about it, that I realized it was me that had said that was the, the cruel thing was that joke I tried to make. And it made such an impression on her. And we've talked about it since, and I've explained that I was trying to make a joke, but what she heard from that was that she was not good at drawing and that I was laughing at her, which is so sad. True confessions, you guys. Um, but you know, at this point I can't argue with reality about what happened, but just, it just made me realize like, I wasn't trying to be mean at all. I just had a horrible sense of humor apparently. So lesson learned. Okay. So from ages zero to seven, children form this programming. And then from about eight to 12 onward, then the brain activity becomes primarily the beta brainwave, which are the thought patterns that involve conscious analytical thinking. So after those formative years, those programs that we formed from ages zero to seven up to maybe age 12 become subconscious. So your brain does this to be efficient. It does this so you don't have to think each day when you get up what you think or what you believe or what you like. Your brain already has these beliefs in place, kind of these rules for functioning, and it might even have some painful beliefs. Your brain wants to be efficient and your brain would rather have some painful beliefs than to question them. There's one structure in our brain called the reticular activating system, which literally filters out any information that does not support what you already believe. So your brain is constantly working to prove that these programs are true. Our brain would rather be right and in pain than wrong. So I've seen this in myself. If I have a belief that I can't achieve something, say I believe technology is hard and I can't figure out how to make a Facebook group, then my brain just defaults to this belief and I fail ahead of time. So my brain believes I'll fail if I do it. So I just feel overwhelmed and frustrated now before even trying. So I prove myself right that technology is hard and I can't do it. Some beliefs are ones we've had for a long time. Others are still forming and changing. So changing beliefs can be hard or easy. You can change your belief in an instant, like if you have new information. Have you ever changed instantly how you felt and thought? I'm thinking of those prank videos where a guy picks up on a girl and she's not interested at all. And then she sees his expensive sports car and suddenly she wants to go for a ride with him and says her boyfriend won't mind if she talks to him and she wants to find out more about him. So I'm guessing he became much more attractive to her when she believed he owned a luxury car and so therefore must have money. Beliefs can change in an instant. But our brain really has to believe something differently in order to make that change. So now that we've talked about what beliefs are and why we have them, now let's talk about how we actually go about changing our beliefs. The first step is always to notice. 
just like you notice your thoughts and your emotions. This is no different. It's just thoughts you think over and over. You notice your beliefs. It's tricky because they can seem like facts to you. In fact, a lot of times you can look at your past and you can say, these are just facts. I can't ever lose weight. The most I can earn is this amount. People always leave me. Our brains like stories. We make all of these thoughts mean things about ourselves. Like every time I try to lose weight, I fail. You could make that mean that you're weak, that you're a loser, that you can never succeed or many other things, most likely whatever those core programmed beliefs about yourself are. It's hard to notice your own beliefs when you're thinking, partially because the thinking is in the conscious mind and many of these beliefs are subconscious. Also, our brains produce so many thoughts so quickly, 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. So I recommend journaling to slow down those thoughts and to have inspiration, and to tap into your subconscious to find out what might be under the surface for you. So notice your thoughts and feelings, notice your beliefs, and then get really curious with them. What feeling does that belief produce? Where do I feel that in my body? Just like I have you do with somatic tracking, start describing what you feel in your body. Go into it instead of pulling away. How does that belief feel in your body? Another really good question I like to think about with my beliefs is how is this belief serving me? It might be really easy to say that a belief that you don't want to have is not serving you, but there's some reason you keep thinking it. Your brain wants to be efficient. It's serving some purpose for you. So keep asking why. I really want to challenge you to think about how even the negative or painful beliefs might be serving you or trying to serve you in some way. So maybe I think meeting new people is hard and that's a belief I want to get really curious about and explore. So I can think of the emotion it causes, maybe anxiety. When I think about meeting new people with the belief that meeting people is hard, I might feel anxiety and describe it in my body. It feels like a tightness in my stomach, like my stomach's in knots. I feel like there's pressure in my intestines. I feel a little nauseous. You could describe if it's dense or moving or if it has a color. Just get as descriptive as you can, but from this very neutral and non-judgmental place. You're just describing it like you're reading the phone book, if you know what a phone book is. (laughs) It's nothing sensational or exciting. It's just information. You're just curious and fascinated but you're totally willing to allow whatever sensation that's there to just be there. You're not trying to fix it or make it stop. Maybe you can think of other times in your life, especially your childhood, when you felt this before. When did you start feeling it? Was it something that you observed from others? Was it maybe a coping strategy you developed? How does this belief serve you? Well, if you believe that meeting new people is hard, then maybe that keeps you from putting yourself out there a lot. Maybe you're not as vulnerable or risking rejection. 
This belief might be there to protect you from these emotions, but it's hard to change a belief until we really understand it fully. So let's talk about pain because we have a lot of beliefs about what causes our pain. We're taught that it's because of a structural deformity or imbalance or alignment issue or increased or decreased hormone levels or eating certain foods. Basically, we're always taught to think about a physical pain physically and that there must be a physical cause. And the pain is letting me know I've done damage to my body or I'm about to do damage to my body every time that I have pain. This is what I used to think. But one of the main things now that I teach is how to look at pain differently. Do you remember Anne's quote from the beginning of this episode where she said she thought the pain was passing quickly because she was thinking differently about it because I had convinced her it was coming from her mind. So why is changing belief so important with the mind-body connection? It's not for some cultish reason, you just have to believe. It has to do with how your body reacts subconsciously. If you have pain, then you react with fear. It activates fight or flight. You become on the lookout for more pain. Your nervous system becomes on high alert. You're hypersensitized to any possible pain sources in the body. And ultimately, when you react with fear, your brain produces more pain. Do you remember that neuroplastic pain? The pain created by the brain but felt in the body? It's all about this type of protective pain. And as long as you believe that something structural is what is causing your pain, you'll keep having that fear-based reaction when you have pain. And instead of going into the body to find out what it's telling you and listening to how you need to check in emotionally, when you have fear about the physicality of pain, you're more likely to try to avoid it, to react to it, to try to stop it or fix it physically or to completely dissociate from the sensation and from your body. Beliefs about pain and how you react to the pain make all of the difference. Dan Buglio said, how you respond to pain makes the difference whether you continue to wire your brain for pain or not. Ask yourself, how is this pain or disease possibly serving you? If this gives you some resistance or you feel defensive when I talk about pain this way and having some secondary gains with pain, just notice that. I am not saying at all that you're trying to have pain to get support, to get out of doing something, to get sympathy. This is the way the brain and nervous system activate neuroplastic pain. This happens subconsciously. It's like blushing a subconscious thought that produces a physical change in the body. But ask yourself, really, is there some way this pain is serving you? What I often find is not malingering or faking or someone wanting help. Usually it's the opposite. You don't want to accept help. You may even feel weak or judge yourself for needing help. It's that the pain is trying to serve you in a way you'll be able to understand if you go into it. Don't be scared of it. Ask your body. Ask yourself. Start building that relationship back up with your body. 
It's like a muscle that gets stronger when you exercise it. This brain body connection grows as you practice it and you'll get lots of chances. Use that pain throughout your day to check in. As a PT, I used to teach people to connect with their body and listen to their pain because I found so many people were disconnected from their bodies and would completely ignore or neglect pain signals. At the time, I would teach them to listen to their body, and then I would teach them to be very afraid. (laughs) I would say that when their body was signaling to them something with pain, that they were potentially doing some damage. They could be overstretching or breaking or ripping or tearing, all of these very scary words. So I was telling them to listen to their body, but to react with fear. And now my message is still the same. Connect with your body. Listen to the warning signs that it gives. Listen to the pain, but do not react with fear. Do not be afraid. Your body is resilient and it will heal under the right conditions for healing. And that involves getting out of fight or flight and into rest and repair. Practice it. Notice the ramping up and what it feels like to have that emotion of fear. What does fight or flight feel like? And then use your breath to practice bringing it back down, calming yourself. Imagine a wave that peaks and then goes down. A breath that goes in and then goes out. You'll start finding that you can calm yourself you'll start finding that pain could be less severe for you when you do this. You'll start finding answers for yourself, from yourself, from connecting to your body and to your inner wisdom. So take some time this next week to check in with yourself, identify those beliefs that are old and strong so much that they feel like facts. And if they're not serving you, then question them. Get really curious. All right. Until next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned a little bit about your brain today that helps you in your life like it helped me. Please be sure and subscribe and leave a review. And of course, be sure and share this podcast with someone you know that wants an unstoppable body and mind.